Welcome back for a special episode of The Single Girl's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes, a festive episode. A festive, a recovery episode, a warm hug for those of us who have been single over the holidays. Mm, it's been real. <laughs> so, Ian and I are coming to you from our childhood country town that we both grew up in. Yeah. Literally we... in my parents' house. Um there's a lot of feelings you get with Christmas and New Year. Coming home for the holidays. Coming home alone for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly if you're spending it with extended family who don't see you very regularly. They take that one chance a year to ask you that dreaded question. <laughs> so are you seeing anybody? Mm. Um, yeah. So, E, how's your Christmas been? Well, my Christmas actually started weeks ago I have two very big sides to my family so one side is very Catholic (laughs) yes one side has there's eight siblings and all the siblings have a partner and nearly all of them have children so these are like your parents my parents my one of my parents siblings yes yeah aunties and uncles so there's eight siblings on that side and we actually went away weeks ago for a big family getaway so there was like 30 something of us away for a whole weekend um was there a kids table there was no kids table because there's actually only two small children which are my nephews um were you in charge of looking after them as this (laughs) fuck no (laughs) (laughs) no I refuse I say to my sister that she made her choice and she spawned them and it's not my fault she has to look after them and I can sit around and drink gin (laughs) yeah so um before that trip away I started getting like the holiday anxiety because I was like pretty much I'm the only single one I do have say two other cousins that are single but they're a bit younger than me they're like 22 24 so being in my early 30s, I am kind of, yeah, the only single one. And you just like, you go into it dreading what's going to be happening because everyone else had partners or husbands or whatever. It also just feels like the focus is on being around other people to the point that if you don't have somebody else to bring to the equation, yeah, you're the weirdo. Uh-huh. Thankfully, two of my cousins that I'm closest with, neither of their boyfriends could come. So, like, I could hang out with them and it was, like, just the three girls. It wasn't like there was boys and girls and I was literally the odd one out. So that was all right. Um, Nobody asked me once about my relationship status. I think at this point they're done asking. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I've come back into being asked about it. They had a few years where they like gave me a break. I thought that they'd given up on me. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, this year we were back on track of being asked. Oh, God. Um, and it's hard because it's like an uncle who lives in Byron Bay who I see maybe once a year, maybe. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so, seeing anybody? And I'm like, no. Although, actually, he doesn't ask who's seeing anybody. He's very clear about it. So, any men on the scene. It's very, like... But see, if someone asked me that question, are there any men on the scene? Yeah, there's a couple. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's not that I have... I'm not dating or I'm not, you know, out and about. There's just literally no one that's good enough to bring home for Christmas. Oh, my God. So, 
this is Boxing Day. Yesterday was Christmas Day. My cousin, I have a, a male cousin who came for family lunch yesterday and he is the type of guy that just, he wants a relationship. He's, he's divorced. He's divorced in his early 30s. So he like got married early. Mm-hmm. It didn't work out. I feel and, like I've met him. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. You know him. Um, and he, ever since then, I think he's really struggled and he doesn't want to be alone. I think he really, really values you know, a marriage and a family and that's what he really wants. But he's kind of like rushed ahead with this relationship and bought this poor girl to Christmas lunch yesterday. <laughs> and I don't think anyone was really impressed. Um, yeah. And I can't imagine anything worse because like, no offense to her, but that girl, she's not coming back around. Like I can't oh, see that. She's just a guest star. For yeah. She one was Christmas. Yeah. She's not gonna yeah. Fight. She was definitely, I feel like she was a bench warmer. Um, but yeah, she hadn't even like met his brother's wife. They met for the first time on Christmas Day, and I think that's too fresh to be bringing someone for Christmas. Christmas is an intense time to be meeting. It's one thing to be meeting the extended family because yeah, you might not see them yourself that often. But uh-huh. Your immediate family, you should have met them well before. I reckon before you coming to Christmas. Yeah, so um, I would never do that. I good like good on him but I don't see that relationship lasting and I just think that now it's always going to be the Christmas that that weird girl came to yeah and she's in the photos and like yeah yep yeah Yeah. but whatever I mean I love him and I support him I probably am supporting him more than anyone else in the family (laughs) so yeah um and I Correct me if you don't feel this way, but I was just trying to Google to see if there was like statistics on this and I couldn't find exact statistics, but there's a lot of like anecdotal evidence that a lot of people refer to this period of the year, Christmas, and even up to and including New Year's as like proposal season. Oh my God, yeah. Like it's the time of year where I'm afraid to go on Facebook and Instagram because I don't want to see who's getting married. Oh my God. So the cousin that I was just speaking about that bought his brand new girlfriend to Christmas, he, and I mentioned he was previously married. He proposed on Christmas day. And I just, and a good friend, my good friend and her partner, they got engaged on Christmas day. My dad proposed to my mum on Christmas day. So it's like a real thing. thing. It's a big thing. I, was talking to my auntie yesterday and she said to me, I think your brother's going to be proposing today because my brother came up later in the day. He's like, I think he's got a morning planned. And I was like, oh my God, fucking shoot me in the face if that happens. But you live with him and he definitely would have told you beforehand, right? No, I don't think he would have told me. And it wouldn't have I shocked me. Have and I, for your help. <laughs> I wouldn't have been mad at it, but I was just like, that's, you know... Yeah, cool. It just highlights your singleness even more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I definitely have felt, I mean, I think two years ago maybe was, two or three years ago was the really big one where I think about four or five people that I knew got engaged over mm-hmm. the Christmas and New Year period and a bunch of ex-boyfriends. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And so that was kind of a bit of a ooh feeling. Um, now they all just have kids. So that's a new thing is like mm-hmm. seeing my exes having first Christmases with their babies, which is kind of weird. Mm. The other thing that I've noticed this year, and I don't know if you felt it as well, is I've had a lot of like exes coming out of the woodwork for the holiday season. Oh my God. I don't even want to talk about <clears throat> them. I've got two. 
Yep. But they crept back in just yep. before Christmas. Yep, yep. Mine were all, they weren't <laughs> full Christmas Day, they were before. Um, they've, you know, just wanting to check in. And one, one is a story that I've been waiting to tell you. Ooh, okay. Because okay. Um, it's a good one. All right, so, all right. I'm strapping myself in and I'm getting comfy. I'm sure that I've mentioned this many times. It's one of those things that I do a lot where I'm like, so when I lived in London. <laughs> yes. But guys, just so you know, I lived in London for a while. I'm very cultured. Um, when I lived in London, I dated a guy on and off. It was never steady. Um, and I worked out it was probably for about 18 months that I was there. So it was a good period of time. It just wasn't always consistent. Um, he's British. And my nickname for him was always the weatherman. <laughs> yes. Uh, not because he's a meteorologist. Uh, no, it was because it felt like every single conversation we ever had revolved around discussions of the weather, which is a very British thing. <laughs> yeah, but, but like, like, is that all you've got to talk about? We had a very surface <laughs> relationship and it became very clear at one point that he would dig and dig for information and like want to know about my life, but he didn't, wasn't into sharing. Um, and very early, I think we would have been like, you know, six months in, had a conversation about, you know, my love of travel, the fact that I was living so far away from home. And he made some like blanket statement about, I could never leave London. I'd get too homesick. I need to live here. And I was like, well, this relationship will go nowhere. Cause at some point I have to move back to Australia, even if it's not permanently, it will be for some time. Um, and so that relationship sort of fizzled and died and for some reason he's like kept in touch. So every, I hear from him about three or four times a year mm-hmm. um, and sometimes it's been really like super casual and chatty. He repartnered after I left very quickly. Like <laughs> I went traveling for three months between my visa expiring and me stopping working in the UK. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had a partner that was serious by the time I, like, had flown to Australia three months after Mm -hmm. stopping work. So it was, yeah, a bit of a weird one that he's stayed in touch, but I've never really thought too much about it. I've called him out in the past when he's been very flirty in text, and I've been like, So it does get flirty? or It has, it it has. So it goes beyond the weather these days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it all, I mean, it always did, but it just uh-huh. always felt uh-huh. like that was always, like, the ground. Mm-hmm. And even mm-hmm. now when he messages me, he's like, oh, that's right, it's summer for Christmas. How hot is it? Oh, it's so weird. <laughs> that it's so... And also, it's really cold here, and I just went to Scotland, and it was freezing. And I'm like, cool, man, tell me about your life. Tell me more about the weather. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I've called him out before because he got really flirty in text messages, you know, borderline sexting. And I was like, hey, do you have, like, that girlfriend? And he's like, oh, yeah, sorry, probably shouldn't be doing this. I'm like, no, you shouldn't. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything wrong, but you definitely are. So consider your actions. How would she feel if she found out about it? Um, but also, like, we had been friends, so tried to keep it light and friendly and have stayed in touch. I went back to the UK a couple of years ago mm-hmm. for yeah. a holiday and was like, well, I'm still in touch with him. With no agenda, no, like, winning him back plans. It was literally a a message that I sent him to be like, hey, I'm in town, do you want to, like, grab a drink or grab a coffee or something? And the response I got back was like, oh, I don't live in London anymore. (laughs) And he's messaged me, like, 17 times between me leaving and me going back. Mm -hmm. And at no point when I've been like, what's up with you? He's like, oh, not much. 
never thought to be like, oh, I don't live in the city that we both lived did in. Did he just move like out of London or did he move countries or like? like he's in a different county. Uh-huh. Like, and a, not a close one. Yeah. Like, almost in the north. Yeah, it's a pretty big move. You think you'd maybe mention it? Yeah. So, anyway, that was a couple of years ago. And since then, there have been the odd random messages. And I've just gotten used to the fact that, like, he doesn't share anything about himself. Mm-hmm. So, when he got in touch pre-Christmas for his, like, hey, just checking in for Christmas, <laughs> I sent, like, a joke message to him. Be like, what's going on with you? And as I hit send, I'm like, nah that's not specific enough because if I just say what's going on with you, he'll say not much. (laughs) So I ended it with what's going on with you, bought any new houses, met any, you know, met any celebrities, gotten married, had a baby. His response was literally, haven't moved, still living in the same place, no celebrity spottings, Um, not married but do have a kid. And I was like, so what? You've got a baby, is this new? When did you have a baby? <laughs> this baby is two years old. Oh my God. Almost three. That's an old baby. So you've talked a lot. We've and... talked a lot. And at no point, and I actually called him out. I'm like, what? Like, every time I've messaged you, I always am like, what's happening with you? You never just thought to th- say, oh, my son. Yeah, be like, oh, I'm not living in London anymore because I had a baby. Yeah. Because <laughs> I had a baby with that girl that I'm still with that I met, you know, the month that you left for Australia. So... Um, that's just a weird one. Like a lot of, and I've had another guy, an ex get in touch. Um, and I'm umming and ahhing about catching up with him because it didn't end well. And I don't think he's a particularly healthy person in my life, Mm -hmm. but also have noticed that he all of a sudden has got Instagram. Um, which I am wondering if that's part of his way of trying to get in touch with me. If he's like created, cause he's tried a couple of ways through different, Mm-hmm. technology, technological means, you mm-hmm. know, messenger and direct SMSing and things like that. But he's put his age, like I had to do the calculations. I'm like, well, when I last saw you, you were this old, so you must be now. And I'm like, you're turning 40 next year. And I feel like you're having some sort of a crisis. Like oh, you're yeah. reaching out yeah. because you're about to turn 40. <laughs> Is he in a relationship? I don't believe so, uh-huh. but he could be. But also, regardless, like, I haven't seen him in eight, nine years. So that's also just something I, I don't know if you feel it, but I feel like at Christmas it's like the things that I get is family asking me why I'm still single, if I'm still single, my grandfather asking my cousins because he's too afraid to ask me directly if I'm a lesbian. <laughs> um, to which the answer is no, I'm not. There shouldn't be anything wrong with that. If I did have a partner who happened to be female, she would definitely be here to cop some of this heat. Like, I just... If I could bring a buffer to family Christmas, I would. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, and that my heart goes out. Yeah. That, that is the one thing, though. If I did have a partner, maybe I wouldn't. Because I don't like being at family Christmas. So why inflict that mm, on see, somebody See, I else? love family Christmas, but it is... It, it gets weird when you're the only single person, which... As time goes on, that happens. But then people become single again, and then you get, like, your buddies back for a little while. What's worse, do you think, being, I mean, without wanting to make any assumptions or make any judgments on your cousin, Mm -hmm. who is considered the greater failure? You as a woman in your 30s who's Mm -hmm. never been married, or him as a man in his 30s who's got a failed marriage? Uh, Well, for sure I'm the failure. Like I kind of feel like I would 
be better in the eyes of my family if I were yeah. a divorcee. Oh, for sure. If I was a divorcee, absolutely. I yeah. Because then is, at least I tried. Exactly. Then at least like somebody wanted you for some time. <laughs> yeah. Instead of just being like, like how how do you just casually drop that into conversation as well? Like when my uncle's asking these like annoying questions about my relationship status, can I be like, no? But actually, my ex boyfriend, who apparently has a two year old child that I just didn't even know about, he he wants to keep in touch. So you know, <laughs> we'll see how his relationship goes, and maybe yeah, it's like. They never, I never tell people anything, like my family, they don't really know about the guys that I've seen or dated, just because I know that those people aren't long term, so what's the point in introducing them to my mother when they're not going to stick around, so I just don't, so they're like, Emily never has a partner, it's like, well I've had them, I just have never introduced them to you. Yeah, I mean I, there was one Christmas many years ago where I did tell my parents that I had a partner Mm -hmm. and the only reason that I had done that was um he had bought me a Christmas present that was like something my mum was gonna buy me and I was like oh god I need to tell her not to buy this thing (laughs) and I also need to like it was a football jumper um which actually I wanted so it wasn't a terrible Christmas present um but I also like my mum's like oh we'll go and buy a Christmas jumper in the sales. I didn't get it for you for Christmas. We'll go and buy it like in the Boxing Day sales. And I was like, oh, let's not. She's <laughs> like, why not? You like it was on your list. It's what you wanted. I was like, uh, I already have one. <laughs> She's like, what? Whoa, why? Why did you buy yourself one? I'm like, I didn't. It was bought for me by somebody. She's like, who's buying you expensive Christmas presents? And then it just had to be told. Which then turned into my entire family finding out and wanting to ask that questions. This yeah, and I'd rather I'd rather only... it be awkward and me not mention a single thing, and then we'll think that I'm really weird and just have two football jumpers. Yeah, looking back, maybe that was a better <laughs> option. Then um, regifted on eBay or something. <laughs> um, but what I do love about that is that the only thing that my grandfather, um, this is on my dad's side of the family. My grandmother has now passed away. Um, she had opinions about this as well, but my grandfather who's still with us remembers that I did have a boyfriend at some point and that he was Jewish. Um, (laughs) but he got me a Christmas present, so he's probably fine. I mean, the reality is he had a very Jewish name, but he was not Jewish. Yeah. I think like Somewhere in his family he was Jewish, but he was raised Christian. He celebrated Christmas. He ate pork. He was more Jewish. I was more Jewish than him. Mm -hmm. Um, But it became a thing where, like, at at family Christmases now, my grandfather will have a bit too much to drink and be like, oh, I would be okay if you married one of the Jews. (laughs) Grandpa, you can't say that. That's not okay. So he's happy with the Jews, but is he okay with the blacks or the gays? Uh, No, he does um, ask me constantly if I'm doing okay in Melbourne uh, with all of the African gangs Mm, um, mm. and also with all of the Muslims which (laughs) I have had to explain to him that I I have friends who are Muslim Um, I don't have any friends who are African not because I do I was dating an African guy I reckon he would have been fun to take home for Christmas and I'm sure he's lovely he's amazing he's not in a gang yeah he he wasn't in a gang I mean unless bartending is a gang activity um but as I have explained to my grandfather many times, and he refuses to believe, the only group of people in Melbourne that scare me are white males. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take that, Grandpa. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. The people who look exactly like my male cousins, they're the ones that scare me. Mm. Um, so, and as we've discussed on our safety episode, um, 
which was probably a bit of a hard listen. Thank you to all of you who listened in. Um, like that, the the scary people aren't aren't the people who look scary. They're the ones who look innocuous. Yeah, you never know who it's going to be, but yeah, it, abusers come in all shapes and sizes. They're not just uh, yeah. And I mean, gangs. Maybe that's something we should be thankful for this Christmas. Is you know, domestic violence incidents rise dramatically during the Christmas period. So mm. we don't have partners. We've got one <laughs> less person who's going to attack us. <laughs> yeah. Another statistic that I heard about Christmas is that December the thirteenth is the most common day for breakups. I could see that in the year. So they say that it's. December 13th, so two weeks before Christmas, Mm -hmm. and the other big day is two weeks after Valentine's Day. So Christmas, people are like, I guess they freak, and they're like, sorry, I can't do this. You're not coming to family Christmas. I can't deal. But it's also giving them enough time to, like, make other arrangements so they're not stranded. And then Valentine's Day, they're like, ooh, it would be pretty cunty to, like, (laughs) dump you right before Valentine's Day. I got dumped on Valentine's. On Valentine's Day. Oh, my God. But we will do a Valentine's episode because (laughs) um, we're actually – this insight into our lives this is our first sober pod i don't know if it's gonna sound different i know but, um, i think i speak differently when i listen to the pod i sound so drunk all the time but you know that's... i love that you listen to it because <laughs> i'm the one that does the editing and i have to and i wouldn't listen to it unless i had to no i gotta listen to it because i gotta know what's you know what's what i've been talking about yeah, so we can remember because sometimes we're quite a few bottles <laughs> exactly um but for our valentine's episode we definitely We'll be needing booze. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I haven't been on a date in December. I, like, hit the ground running and I went on, like, three dates real fast in November and then haven't been on a date in December. Uh, no, I've been really slack on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be out of Melbourne for a while and, therefore, I'm going to say not in it's the dating It's too segments. hard to date here because... You know everybody. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's a reason why you're not dating them. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I'm going to take some time out. So my thing mostly is going to be to like catch up on some reading and some TV. Mm-hmm. So to that end, I have a recommendation. Okay. Which is a Netflix series called yeah. Home for Christmas. Okay. Um, and I'm not sure what the actual title of it is. It's Norwegian. Um, highly recommend that you watch it in the Norwegian with English subtitles rather than the American audio dubbing because for some reason my Apple TV likes to default to dubbing and I cannot stand it. But I watched this show and was like, he needs to see it. Yeah, okay. So the premise is, um, do you know much about like Scandinavian Christmases and how they're different from ours? Not really. So... A bit like, I think you know a bit about like German Christmas yeah. and how the big day is Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, yeah. And it's kind of like that in most Scandinavian countries. Um, I'm pretty sure Denmark at least is the same as Norway. But Norway um, advents the big deal. Like okay. you celebrate the start of advents of the 1st of December in the lead up to Christmas Eve, which mm-hmm. is when you have your big family celebration. So the plot line of this is about a woman in her 30s who's been single for a while, a couple of years since her last serious relationship. She's a nurse. She just, because she's the only single person in her team, she ends up working every Christmas. Mm. Um, So 1st of December, she heads to her parents' place for the big family get-together for the start of Advent. 
and her mum makes a comment about like, oh, we've sat you down with the twins who are like her brother's babies. <laughs> and she's like, you're just so good with kids and you're, it's not like you've got anybody here to sit next to anyway. Oh um, my God. So she's like sat at the literally the kids' end of the table listening to like her mum go on and on about how she much she loved her ex-boyfriend and how sad it is that she's still single and everybody just keeps going on about it and she just snaps and she's I would like, snap I would a hundred percent snap so how would you snap um in the I, initially I would say I'm not sitting there yeah okay so unless no. you know you love the nieces and nephews she kind of like puts on the brave face and just like sucks it up but when she does snap it's like sitting at the table Screaming. while everybody's eating and her snap is to be like, I have a boyfriend. Uh. And then she goes home to her weird housemate and she's like, I have to find somebody to take to Christmas Eve because I've said it and I oh my God. refuse to admit that I don't. No, that I wouldn't do that. I'd snap and just start yelling at them all. And Well, she just goes on a dating rampage and I feel like I have been very bad this year. I promised that I would try harder <laughs> and my new year's resolution is to actually follow actually through Actually do that. it. Yeah. Um, I'll give you a free pass till then. Yeah. But I, I'm going to like take some comfort from this TV show and her approach to dating and I want you to watch it and let me know how you go. Okay. Um, particularly, I think you're going to really like, like episode three. <laughs> Alrighty. I'll um, put a little asterisk and yeah. pay close attention. But it's, it's a, it's a good show. Um, a bit different, bit quirky and it sums up some of those like feelings that you have about being an adult at home at Christmas where I, I don't know about you, but I get torn between like, I'm an adult who looks after myself all year and Uh yet I regress into a teenage state when I'm at home but also like I'm expected to be an adult but I'm sometimes treated like a kid and yes yes I I don't know where I sit I mean one Christmas a few years ago my younger cousin who I think would have been like six or seven at the time just like was looking me up and down at the Christmas table and like it was really summing me up and I was like hey kid what's up like why are you staring at me and she's like oh I'm just trying to figure out what you are and I was like that sounds deep cool what what do you mean by that and she's like well and at the time I was living with my parents she's like you live with your parents but you drive a car and you don't go to school or uni and you have a job but you're also studying but it's not uni and you don't have a boyfriend or kids. So what are you? Like, are you a grown-up? And I just had never felt more attacked. seen but attacked at the same time. Because I was like, I don't know what I am. Particularly, I think, at this time of year, even if you do have your shit together the rest of the year, there's something about returning to the family situation Oh yeah, that can make you feel like an infant. I read something on Insta. I was just trying to find it and I couldn't find it. But it was something about how returning to your childhood home and to into your family situation people can regress into those child roles and it was talking about how important it is to step away from that and remind yourself that you're a grown-up and that you make your own decisions and do some grown-up stuff like don't you know sometimes you go back and you're sleeping in your fucking childhood bedroom I am at the moment you are well I'm not in my childhood (laughs) bedroom because my brother stole that off me (laughs) Um, when I moved out at 17 my brother took my bedroom but I'm in my like teenage bed yeah with my teenage linen surrounded by like all of these signs of my childhood I mean while I'm 
staying at my parents place for the next week or so house sitting for them I'm thinking I'm going to do a bit of a cull and like yeah do it clean out some stuff that see I don't have a childhood bedroom because my parents sold the family home and moved but I had a room in their new house but then of course when your fucking sister grows up and has a partner and children then the good room which was my room goes to her I slept this week in a fucking single bed like yeah kill me I was like I is it's this really is, hard when you yeah. move down the pecking order and I oh found my God. it like <laughs> with my grandparents um a couple of years ago they made a big deal about selling the family farm mm-hmm. and we all had to go back for the last Christmas at the farm and you know we had to stay it was not an option we had to stay for the night and my parents were overseas so it's just my brother and I and because I'm a woman at that point I wasn't yet 30 mm-hmm. back in the day um but I was unmarried and I didn't have children I was so low in the pecking order it was like here's a blow up lilo and yeah. I'm like yeah, Sorry, literally, what? if like, all my siblings and all the nephews and everyone stayed at the house, there's literally nowhere for me other than the floor in the lounge room. Yeah. And I'm like, pray that that never happens because I won't stay. Yeah. I'd be like, no, nah, I would rather go home. Well, I mean, I will say <laughs> my mum did make up a, the spare room, which is my was my teenage room now is my brother's room here but before my parents went away for their holiday my mum made up the bed in there and she's like in case you have a friend to stay and I just love the idea that like my mum thinks I'm gonna have a friend to stay that's not gonna be in the same bed as me (laughs) what sleepovers are 30 year old women having I mean you know but if you ever need yes there's a spare bed (laughs) yeah that was that was like an eye-opener to me that yeah fuck Nobody really cares about you in, in, if you ha- don't have children. Like, you're not a priority. No. Yeah. <laughs> and even I feel like if I brought somebody home, bed. I would have gotten more Well, see, because my brother has a, a partner, so they got the... So then there's the queen room for my sister, the spare bedroom with the single beds for my nephews, but they weren't there for this week, so I got that room. My brother would have got the, the queen room, and then... There is a another room which would have had everyone have been there, all those rooms would have been taken up. But anyway, so I got the single beds this time. But had the nephews been there, I wouldn't have got anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't ever let that happen. <laughs> no, no. And it's like, but you also feel like you can't complain about it because you know everybody's just trying to get along like yeah. why do you oh. need to make things difficult your sister mm. needs that room your brother well there there's the two of them they need that it's like oh yeah i'll just go fuck myself <laughs> i'll just go <laughs> yeah and that's and that's always been my thing about like and this is why i don't come and stay places because yeah. i have my own place yeah with my own bed it's quite comfortable yeah. i built that bed. i chose it yeah yeah it's it's comfy it's where i spend all of my time and i'm okay with just like I'll sacrifice drinking at this family event to drive home to mm-hmm. my own bed. Yeah. The mum will be devo. She'll be like, why aren't you staying? Yeah. Because there's no room for me here. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I mean, my mum's never been too bad about that, but my grandmother definitely. Yeah. Definitely takes, takes that. Yeah. Because you've it, only got two siblings. I've got four plus partners and yeah. nephews. So it's expanded. Plus they also sold the house that had all the rooms for us all. So. Yeah. And I get that, like oh, absolutely they don't, they don't no, to, I don't begrudge them do the that. Upkeep. 
But it just that I'm the one who sacrifices rather than anybody else. Yeah. And also, you know, at what point do we stop with the all needing to sleep under the one roof? Like, yeah. It's nice. It's true. But... If I could send those kids to a hotel with my sister and the rest of us sleep in the house, <laughs> yeah. everyone would have a nicer time, except yeah. maybe her. <laughs> but again, she chose to spawn them. Exactly. Exactly. We live by our choices. I don't have a partner partly by choice because I will not drop my standards. Mm -hmm. um, so therefore, I have to deal with the fact that I get an entire double bed to myself. <laughs> what a shame. Yeah. Um, and it is a double bed because for some reason that's the bed that my parents have in this house that is mine. It's a double, not a queen. Oh, well. I, it's really know. hard to find like bedding for doubles, not queens. Everybody seems to have a queen these days. Yeah, I think queen is like... Queen is the new double. It's, yeah, queen's the new double. Yeah. King singles, that was a thing for a while. I don't yeah, know like, they still mm, exist. I, I don't know. I think maybe rich people have them. <laughs> yeah. I always thought like basketballers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's, what, that's what basketballers sleep in because they're tall. But wouldn't they sleep in like, a king? Probably. <laughs> Not a king single. Well, I'm thinking like teenage basketballers. Okay. Teen <laughs> tall, tall teenagers. For all those teenage basketballers. I mean, this has gotten ridiculous. Yeah. Um, before we wrap up the pod, um, again, this is a bonus episode, so you're welcome. Or you can just ignore it. We're cool with that. Um, <laughs> a, I do have a Christmas present for what? you. What? <laughs> so. Oh, my God. I feel, go. I feel terrible. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. She's given me a little it, beautifully wrapped gift. I mean, what I will say is it's self-interest because I feel like... This gift is content. <laughs> okay, so I've been given some content. Okay, I'm just done wrapping. It's an eco-friendly paper. Always wrap yes. your presents in brown paper if you're going to wrap them or newspaper. Hey guys, did you know that wrapping paper cannot be recycled? Cannot. Okay, okay, it's a book. Let me flip it over. <laughs> Share with the Okay, listeners. she has given me the book Tinder Nightmares. Um... This is an Instagram account that I follow and it's so good. Basically, it just gives you little snapshots of message exchanges between people from Tinder or, you know, wherever. Um, but it's an Instagram account that I, I love, so I cannot wait to read this. Let me flip to a random page and I'll give yeah. you an example. From Nick, where are you from? On January 26th, he doesn't get a response at 6.25 to where you from. So at 9.14 p.m., we're obviously not going to fuck then. <laughs> How disappointing. <laughs> Boy can't even wait three hours for a response and he's like... <laughs> Nick's busy. Nick needs to lock this in. <laughs> when he says, where are you from, what he means is down to bone. Another one. Okay, we've got Jeff. It's February 20. It's four in the afternoon. We should have some hot protected sex. Doesn't get a response. On February 23rd, are you free this morning? February 24th, free this afternoon? February 25th, I would love to go down on you. February 26th, are you free today? February 28th, may I have your number? <laughs> Boy, did, no responses. She did not respond. So I mean, he's persistent. Um, oh, no. A little bit creepy. You. Yeah. Amazing. I cannot wait to read and I will get you some content from that. So I definitely do think we need to revisit. We've had a discussion about apps in general, but I do think we need to revisit just what's happening on them at the moment. Yeah. Because I 
I'm too afraid to go back on them. I know that I've said, you know, I've set my New Year's resolution. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try the dating thing. I just, I need to come up with a way to do it that doesn't rely on the apps because it's so hard. Yeah. Well, we'll think about it. Look, we want to do some speed dating or like some fun thing like that. So, you know, that's something we can look at. And I don't know, I've gotten shy of the apps again, but I will delve back in. I've got a few days free, so I might have some time. (laughs) You don't need to be like me being like, well, if I expand my, you know, radius maximum, I might hit somebody who's in the outer suburbs of Melbourne (laughs) from this country town that I'm in at the moment. Mm. Well, guys, it's been grand. It has. We hope that wherever you are, you've had a somewhat Merry Christmas. Yes. And if you haven't, don't stress. Um, Yeah. The holidays are weird. They are. I've got to say, like, we've talked about Christmas today, but for me, Christmas and the stress and pain of going through the single chat is one thing. I've always found New Year's Eve a lot harder um, because it feels like the whole aim of that night is to have the best night of your life and make out with someone hot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it never really happens. Like, Well, why don't we spend some time and think of some resolutions and just about the new year and like put yeah. how we're going to frame it in a positive way and take the pressure off New Year's Eve and try use it as like a positive yeah I think start. resolution is a hard one it's such a definite mm-hmm. this is the lawyer in me it's such a definite <laughs> thing and it means you're resolved to do it but I think maybe New Year's intentions like yes yeah what our intentions are I've done a few different ways I've had like a word of the year or intentions for the year and I've also done resolutions and yeah. I've gone around and around this year I'm back on resolutions I've had so, themes for the year mm-hmm. most of the time I've been like this is the year of homemade this is the year of well-being this yeah. is the year of but yeah, I think I'm 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 set for intentions. I'm gonna like if I'm not gonna beat myself up if they don't happen. Yeah. But uh-huh. um, I'm also gonna be happy. I'm. My thing is I'm gonna work on dating, but I'm also gonna be okay with being single, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna try harder to enjoy my singleness because mm-hmm. there are some really fucking great things about being single. Oh my god, yeah, you don't have to look after your own screaming children at Christmas dinner. It's like, it's heaven. <laughs> I was gifted a very nice bottle of gin in the family Kris Kringle. Amazing. And I don't have to share that with anybody. No. Mm-mm. Like, it's all mine. And I uh, I was present when my nephew was gifted a giant bow and arrow with real arrows. Oh, my God. I saw that on Instagram and I was like, I don't think that's an okay thing. But, you know, it's not my problem. I don't have to deal with it. I know, but have you read We Need to Talk About Kevin? No. Okay. I, I just feel like we might need to get, buy a copy of that for your sister because bows and arrows and children are not a good mix. Yeah, probably not. She didn't buy it for him. One of the uncles did. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Hope well, you've had a nice enough time and nobody hassled you. And if they did, I hope you bitch slapped them across the face. And I also want to send out some special love to our listeners who are overseas because we get our analytics and I know that there are people listening to this in the UK, in Ireland. Oh We've God, we got love, a lot of listeners in Ireland. We love our Irish listeners. I freaking love Canada, Ireland. Canada, America. But yeah, you know, shout out to the Irish ones. We, yeah. And we also fe- the Aussies. We see you. We There's see a lot you. of Aussies and we love it. Um, Slide into my DMs on Instagram, The Single Girl's Guide to the Galaxy. And if you're keen to be on the pod yourself, there is a link in the description. You can uh, send us a voicemail message and we'll play it on the pod. Yes. 
and give us your horror stories. Yes. And give us a rating and write a review and I'll read the reviews out. Okay. I can't. I'm going to go jump in my hammock and read Tinder Nightmares. Bye, (laughs) Love you. Bye. (laughs)